<laughs> That's what we doing. I was looking. I, I, I saw him hold the mic. I was like, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> what up, everybody? It's JMA and Darius J, and we are back for another installment of the Three Niggas in a Room. Golly. <laughs> I swore we were the men's party. I mean, that's what I thought. <laughs> like, nah. I was going to leave that for y'all to say. I'm all just, right. All right. All right. My cool. bad, my bad. Let me rewind that bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I am Armani the dog. It's your boy Chris, a.k.a. Maximilian. And I would like to welcome y'all to another episode of the men's department. <laughs> <laughs> Not three niggas in the room. <laughs> Tres negros. <laughs> Twa. <laughs> <laughs> And if you haven't already, <laughs> go ahead and grab yourself a glass and get a drink with us as we talk this talk. And, and Family, then we are know, tres hermanos negros. Exactly. And if you speak Spanish, put an L in front of everything our money said, and you in the game. That is right. bad. That <laughs> is, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. That is bad advice. Don't listen to that. <laughs> Do not listen to that. that lo- it sounds good to me. It sounds great, but no. <laughs> Until you run into your closer exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> shout out. They want to throw you shout out, bus. shout out to my boy Alfredo Mesa. <laughs> so, today we want to kind of get into this topic. Yeah. Um, male fragility. Soft, Nick. Yeah. I mean, yeah. As fragile <laughs> really? as a kick Seriously. to the nuts. <laughs> like, men who are not able to deal with life. I oh, mean, man. ultimately, that's really what it is. Mm. But it's like, those who really do not have a foundation of in their own when it comes to manhood. Oh, boy. And when like they get challenged, they want to lash out. Exactly. That's one way. Yeah. <laughs> or they completely fold. Like, you listen to anybody or anything. Like, what is manhood to you? Yeah. What is that? You don't know. Uh, you just, right. you are, you about life for the ride. You know what I'm saying? You get thro- tossed to and fro by any wind that blows. Pars. That part. You are not standard you don't have a standard that's the key you are built upon sand you have no cornerstone in your life of manhood we're gonna talk about them guys us guys because i have been there i Mm -hmm. i think we all have at some point in time men who have a proper understanding of what manhood is to them. You've been at the point where your manhood was fragile, was fragile. Yeah. You know, and where you were still ultimately learning mm. and there's nothing wrong with being at a place of learning, but you need to understand if you are, and then you need to be able to accept the world and things that come to you for what they are because the last thing you want is to be at dare i say a certain age but a certain age doesn't necessarily matter matter in terms of the growth and the coming into your masculinity Mm. but when you're in a certain place and you're figuring out your own manhood you don't want to be in a place where you're just tossed to and fro yeah you have to be in a place where you understand the things that you want and the things that you're going for. 
and how masculinity plays within it. Mm. If you are, if you're not sure what that looks like, then you're in a fragile state. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and there's no real way to cut that. You are in a fragile state and there's nothing wrong with that. Just because don't, don't, don't live in it. Right. Right. Because, because we all have to go through that. Like yeah. it's, yeah. it's no different than growing up. Like everybody hits 18. You know, I've known people who they became 18 and they bought a pack <clears throat> of cigarettes knowing that they don't smoke. Yeah. They just bought it simply because they legally were able to. Yeah. You know, similarly to being growing up into your manhood, you're no longer a boy, but you're not quite yet a man. Yeah. I'm a man, Damon. Maybe it's Damon oh, you, you think are. <laughs> or you think you're a man because you get your first little ooch cooch. Hey. A lot of people get because that. Because that's, a, that's a lot. A lot they, that's they what I'm saying. Get a they little piece of that coin purse. And that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, we, we can talk about we that, has, too. We have so many things that don't really define manhood. But also. but they, and, it's all, and that's why it's all. And that's why it's also fragile. That's what, that's yes. what creates yes. the fragility. Because we're not getting manhood in a concrete way. It's all abstract. What's or, the quinceanera? What is that? A quinceanera? Quinceanera. What is that's that? like the celebration of like womanhood. Boom. What age is that? I think it's like 15 or 16. Yeah, 15. It's 15. Like 15. So understanding, there's not a man version of that. Y'all know that, right? It used to be. It used to be a passage of a man, but well, yeah, it don't die out a long time ago. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It ain't but, nobody because, you know why? Because people don't lost the definition. That, that we are so we have been cultivated in so much in such a fragile state that we don't even have anything concrete to pass on to a boy to become a man. Exactly. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But they, ha- but they still have ceremonies that they do. Like Sweet Sixteen was not made for men. That's they right. were not, or or let me correct myself. They were not made for young men. Mm. They were sweet 16 is for young women. You know why? Because across the nation of the USA, guess what the age of consent is? 16. Boom. Don't believe me? Google it. And yes, you can Google it. Yeah. Like that is a thing. So like understanding in that there's not a male version for it. Like we don't have that. So that's partially why I kind of feel like, the concept of fragility in men is a thing because it's like there's no real time frame. There's no like um, process of like yeah. earning your manhood right. that like you go through to yeah. have your manhood, which is why I think in your early stages, manhood is, is very fragile. And don't get me wrong because I was 30 years old not knowing what manhood was. Yeah. Like don't hey. like don't don't let yeah. me talk yeah. like like oh I figured it out yeah. at age eighteen Bro. and I just knew what it was. I was thirty years old and I'm like I'm freaking out because I'm having a I have a daughter, I have a whole wife, I'm knee deep into life. Not half and, wife a whole. Bro, like and I still don't even understand what manhood is. Bro, because the thing that is we we as friends. Manhood, as fragile as it has been over the years, is still a dying art form. 
And I think, you know what I'm saying, because a lot of times we don't have the things in place in order to put those. We have not even, we say this often, we speak about it, and I'm going to continue to speak about it because this is something I believe in, it's just healing. You know what I'm saying? Nobody has went through healing through their traumas in order to get to a place where they can be like, you know what? I have allowed the concrete of my soul to set, and now I'm able to stand on this firm and give it and allow it to produce life upon and with other men. So, therefore, I could kill the fragility. I'm no longer in the sinking quicksand of my manhood. I have a concrete standing point which I can deliver to men mm-hmm. and heal them so they can have something to stand on. Or we can all create concrete blocks to build a house of manhood in order yeah. to deliver these young men from the fragility of their lives and being tossed to and fro through their emotions because a lot of times people don't talk about the fragility is emotional. Ooh. It's not financial. It's not anything outside of you. It's everything on the inside. And that's the one thing that we 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 go after the things. We go after money. We go after clout. We go after Gucci, Louis, Prada, status. Yep. But your energy light on your soul is blanking. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I feel like that kind of goes back to, like, pack. that goes back to, I feel like, a topic that we talked about before, like, the whole thing about, like, emasculation. Like, you're only emasculated if you allow yourself to be. And if you allow yourself to be, that means you don't have a solid understanding of what manhood is. Boom. That's it. Wow. So I'm like. What the heck going on with y'all, <laughs> Y'all so talking I'm, good stuff today. So I'm like to to understand I one, I feel like we need to get to grasp a solid understanding of manhood. Like there's a for lack of a better term, like there's a certain foundation when it comes to manhood. Yeah. And I feel like people miss that consistently. Or they try to make Bruh. their own standard. You know <laughs> of you like are right. Humanity. You are right. That is good because that's the starting point, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's, hey, let's create some tenants, bro. That's what it used to be in the tribes. They had tenants yeah. that you had to meet in order to get to the point where they put you through the final test. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? There, there were levels to this. Because you had to create the kind of uh, morality, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, in order to say, okay, you are a man now. You will be able to take on responsibility of a family you'll be able to take on the responsibility of being a hunter mm-hmm. you'll be able to take on responsibility of being a provider talk about Bi- it. mind body and soul mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying not just y- your actions because just being a hunter wasn't the thing that was an occupation for them that was something they right. used to survive right that was something that exactly. you did you know what i'm saying it ain't just like they came over just like yeah i hunt i called dear baby you know what i'm saying you got to do what i said yeah everybody do that that's what we all do we all hunters baby right you know like that that's that's the minimum of and the, being and, a hunter was a minimum is exactly is he that's we don't have anything we don't have just a, uh some we don't have any bylaws or anything that we could teach to say this is it and i feel like as men and hopefully through this platform that we have we'll be able to start cultivating it bringing it to conversation bringing it to mind bringing yes. it to heart yes. but we can start moving this thing along because we don't we don't need to keep kicking the same can 
Facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. It's going to have to come to a point where we're going to have to all buy in and start really trying to get people to the place where we can create wholeness. Yes. With men. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because a lot of times we just broke a, a lot of people that don't. We are, we are kaleidoscopes. We all broken pieces, shards of glass. It's beautiful when you look through a, a finite scope. Mm-hmm. But it still don't take away that all those pieces come from some some kind of aspect of your life which broke you. But now in the kaleidoscope, in that finite scope, it bring it together and make it beautiful. And that's okay as long as you mend, you know what I'm saying, the things that are broken, the things that make you fragile, the things that make you react. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what we are as a lot of times when we are unhealed building. We, we just react to everything. And that's why people are like, oh, you fragile. Yeah, I am. I am. I am a lot to you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I, I, I don't know how to act. I don't know. Because, bro, even with myself, I didn't know nothing but anger. For a long time in my life, even my mom, we was having this conversation. She told me, she was like, you was an angry kid for a long time. Mm. I was just like, and even one thing she said to me that made me think, she was like, you were mean to people. I, but I didn't say anything at that time. But I said, I, I was thinking to myself, I'm only mean to people that were mean to me. I never... Attack first. I never been that person. I only react to being attacked. But then it get me. It got me in the mindset that I'm against everybody's against me. So I got to be against everybody. You could just be criticizing oh. me to help me get to another place, right? Or next phase. But I looked at it that you was against me, so I didn't hear what you said. You were actually trying to help me get over the fence. But my fragility, feeling like I was everybody was against me and not having a solid state to know when somebody just trying to instruct me, kept me from winning a lot of things I should have won and kept me back or behind the eight ball a lot in life. I feel that. I like I, I feel like my approach was slightly different, Mm. but the end result was the same. Where. For me, like I saw where I wasn't getting what I needed. Mm-hmm. So instead of being angry at those who were who like approached me with hostility, I was just angry at everybody. Mm. It, and like I carried that anger with me without realizing it. And from transaction to transaction, from person to person. I didn't realize I carried this weird chip on my shoulder. And but ultimately it boiled down to for me this idea that it's like man I wasn't taught the way that I wanted to or the way that I feel like I needed to be taught. Mm. So now I'm in this fragile state trying to figure it all out. And it's just like I can't, I feel as if I kind of put out this weird aura of like come in if you dare because you you may not want to you may not want to know what's at the center of this yeah you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day it was really just like i was just a young man trying to figure out life and doing my best to weed out those who were trying to do me harm Mm. you know what i'm saying and and i think that's really tough for men because there are so many different platforms and sources that we can pull what manhood looks like 
and I use air quotation marks, you know, like one person will tell you this, one person will tell you that, but nobody's advising me that I have to figure this out on my own. Nobody's advising me. What do you want your life to look like? And now take the steps towards it. Yeah. Nobody's advising me. What do you want out of life? What are the kind of people you want in your life? Mm. Okay. Now start eliminating and taking steps towards it. Mm. You know, and I think we get so caught up in, ironically, one of our recent episodes of like getting caught between man versus woman. We don't realize that there's a man versus man going out here. Yeah. And we have to be really careful of that. You know, I don't think every man is against you, but not every man is with you. Mm. But you have to go to where you're trying to go. You have to, but you also have to know where you're trying to go in order to get there. And I think that's where it really starts. You got to know what you want. Like I I said it before, um, it all starts with desire. If you have no desire, you have nothing. And then you have to have hard work, working smart and discipline to get there. But you have to have a goal. If you have no goal, you are literally working towards nothing. And I think that's what manhood is for a lot of people. It's nothing because there's no standard. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Right. And that's what I'm saying. And that's why it's this, the whole, the whole point of male fragility is, is fragile in itself. Even the state of manhood is fragile in itself. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not, it's not anything that you could be like, oh yeah, this is where I'm at. This is how it goes. This is what men do. This is what men don't. It's a bunch of people there that scream from the mountaintop. That's what men is and what they're supposed to be. But then you see their life and you be like, your life don't even line up with what you're talking about. Right. You Those are saying? the worst people to me. I'll be like, yo, how you going? What you like? I'll I be like, man. And this is something I had to learn too. If you're a person that lie to yourself, you a lie to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, because even I was reading this book, it was just like, make sure you do what you say you're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Because if yep. not, you producing a, the trail of lies of things that you've been lying to yourself, and that means you'll start lying to everybody else. So I've been trying to make it a habit of everything I tell my wife or say I'm going to do, I get it done. Because I don't want to get to the point where I just pile up these things that I said I was going to do, but never did it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that shows you that you well, you have a you have a fragile place in you that you is okay for you to just not do. You know what I'm saying? Because when we get to that point where only we only do the things that we're comfortable with or only do the things that are closer to us, that shows us we have another mountain to conquer in order to get to that next level. And we have uh, we 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 kill our identity basically. We ha- and that's what kills confidence in man too. Thanks. Not doing what you say you're gonna do, it kills your confidence. And that's why you when you say you're gonna do something, do it. Do it because it, that's the only way you're gonna build confidence in yourself is by doing what you say you're gonna do. It's crazy because I was um I was on my way here and I remembered a young brother I was doing my best to help and guide. Yeah. And this is at a time of my life where my goal in life was to try to help teach 
people. Um, and I struggled with this dude because he constantly did things that he said were contradictory to his life. Right. Or his lifestyle, mm-hmm. I should say. Yeah. And I would... I was in a place where I constantly called things out. I was I was that guy where it's just like, if it looked wrong, I'm going to call it what it is. And yeah. I was really raw about it. And honestly, I was really unfriendly about how I talked to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Chris could probably uh, attest as like, uh, if he had got to a fight, it would probably would have been because of me saying something. Yeah. Um, and I would have hurt somebody's feelings and they yeah. would have felt the need to try to attack me. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, li- I, li- I like to fight anyway, so it was a good balance. Right. 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 So, <laughs> but um, not that I can't fight. Now, hold on. Right. I'm like, I'm just throwing it out there. But it's just like, it, hey, uh, we could easily saw it being like me telling a group of people about themselves and it going sour. Um, and I would not be able to handle this group by myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, I remember, and I remember a specific instance me talking to this dude, and he was posting stuff on social media about who he was and what he was doing, and this that, and the third. And I'm like, I'm like low key calling him out, like mm-hmm. on social media too. Mm-hmm. And people who don't know don't know I'm talking about him, but yeah. he knows I'm talking about him. Right, right, right. And right. I remember he reached out to me, and he was just like, "Hey, bro, like." Why are you trying to call me out like that on social media? Like, that's unnecessary, ultimately. And I was just like, hey, bro, like, you say you're living this life, but then you're doing this. Mm. Now imagine how this looks. And he received it well. He was just like, wow, dude, like, I see you're always teaching. But then I realized at the same time, Regardless of if you are teaching, not everybody is receiving. Yeah. Yeah. And it was shortly after that that I stopped doing what I did. I stopped calling people out the ways that I was because people. I realized people have to want it. Like, you got to want to be what you want to be. Yeah. And if you don't, then, well, well then it's. It's going to show in not only your actions, but your fruit. Yeah. And like at the end of the day, I feel like when it comes to like overall, like the fragility and the the progression of someone's manhood, mm. you have to have a goal and you have to have action. And uh, if you have neither you got- of those or just minus one of those, take your pick of which one, be it a goal or an action. They're going to end up going nowhere and being nothing. Yeah. And you're going to, you're dang near going to be just as good as with the same thing you started with. <laughs> I got yeah. another something I can give most, uh, most male fragility is an ego thing. Oh, it's 100%. It's an ego absolutely thing, bro. That. Yeah. Like, because a lot of times with male fragility, the only reason the things that we do come up is because our ego just got challenged. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Or somebody just called your ego out like, hey, your ego, you got your ego dig out. So you might want to zip that back in your pan because this ain't even the place to show that here. Because a lot of people try to showboat with their ego because they want to step with that first because that's their best self. Mm-hmm. But when that get checked and shut down, now they back to their weaker self. 
And now that's on full display because people like, oh, you came in here showboating, bro. You know what I'm saying? That you just showed the best. You showed some highlight clips, but that ain't your real life. That ain't career. who you are. That's basically what our money was talking about with the bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, hey, you putting highlight reels up about your life, yep. but that ain't you every day. Seriously. You know yep. what I'm saying? The problem is social media has gotten us to a place where we we start to believe that someone's highlight reel is who they the are. fullness of their life. Right. Yeah. And we don't realize or we we accept that as truth because that's what they show us. Mm-hmm. We in we anticipate people showing us who they are, yep. but they show us who they want to show us. Yep. That's true. And then we get caught up in this this ideology of who they actually are and then you start trying to figure it out and then next thing you know you start um comparing it to yourself man and comparison is uh who said that i don't know who said it. i think the last person i heard say it was um cj mccullum he said uh comparison is the thief, thief of joy. joy yep yeah it's like you with the second you hear somebody saying something about their lives and they post something about their lives which is whether you realize it is or not it's not the whole truth bruh you accept it as the whole truth yeah and that's, that's a it. dangerous place to be as a consumer yeah yeah and i think a lot of that just kind of comes from or it stemmed from what we were taught as a young age like you're always taught to put your best foot forward oh uh. Like you're always taught to put your like present yourself in the best light, but nowadays it's like that's very much so detrimental. <laughs> like when you're constantly Boy. in a position where it's like you're you're placing the best versions of yourselves online, that's what people are going to get attached to. So it's like as soon as you fall or have a weak point, yep. somebody challenge you on that or say something about it, you get offended. Yeah, you get mad. Ooh, or yeah. anything like that instead yeah. of just being your full self 100% of the time like no post the failures yeah post them failures post the, like post the success post the full the full picture the well-rounded person yeah. that you are supposedly are let people see that yo I'm not perfection exactly <laughs> like you know I'm what? not what people are trying to make me out to be no joker i suck just like the rest of y'all yeah <laughs> I, like i tell people a lot of times you you may look at me like i'm superman i do something a little bit more different than everybody else bro i'm Clark kent 99 percent of the time chill you know what i'm saying i'm out here trying to just do my best at the daily bugle or whatever it is you know what i'm saying and, and slaying these newspapers you know what i'm saying but y'all i i do show a glimpse of victory every once in a while but i i actually try my best to show people i struggle you know what i'm saying that's why i i talk about i talk about more pain than victories in a lot of my feeds because i was like i just want you to know that i'm just a human living this human experience i mess up a lot and it's okay you know what i'm saying right like and i'm a man that is trying to find my way through the this Two million piece puzzle, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Trying to make a beautiful picture at the end of the, in my life, right? You know what I'm saying? And I have a lot of hurt that I had to get through, even in my relationship. It's just like, like, bro, I was fragile to the point where I didn't even know I was. I didn't even know the tiles in my in my house was falling off the walls. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I'll give you a very specific time. And it was a couple weeks ago. It was after, it actually was uh, probably about a month span where I had got out of counseling session where I was just talking about some of my past hurts and pains. And I didn't even realize that it was trauma for real. And I didn't realize it put something in me that was still so fragile to the nerve. I didn't even know the little boy inside of me was still wanting something because I grew up being this outer shell of the man I thought I was supposed to be. But then it got to the point where once that that thing got revealed, it just slowly kept leaking out, bro. And I felt my my body start reacting to it. I, they, some of these people online call it a spiritual awakening or something. Mm-hmm. But I relate to it because, I, bro, I, it got to the point where I was crying and didn't know why I was crying. I was just in pain. I was tired. Didn't feel like doing nothing. Didn't feel like really being around people. I felt like I had to do some extreme things in order to get, to get to the goals that I wanted to get to. I was just, it was just like I was going out of control. But, you know, luckily, I got a good wife. She understands. She know who I am. And she was able to talk to me in a rough tone, but also talk to me in a soothing tone. Also open up a place for me to be that fragile man. And just be like, yo, I got to show you the little boy. Me. I'm done with you. <laughs> but it's real, bro. Because I had real. to cry some real nigga tears. You know what I'm saying? Because it was, some, it was some some tears. Bro, I, my counselor, bro, I know I cried for a whole nother hour after my counseling session was up. Because I didn't understand that everything that I was experiencing was make, made me super fragile in the time. And it was just a matter of time before I broke and broke in the wrong way. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Woo. I would have rebroke something that was already broken in the mix of thinking that I was already repaired. You know what I'm saying? And I would have been very yeah. destructive to my own life. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like it, and it came out, and it's kind of the re- whole reason I was in counseling to begin with, because mm-hmm. I started falling apart for real, and I didn't recognize that that past was what was. I thought I, I thought I put the, the tightest lock on my past. You thought you, you thought you were beyond it. Yeah, I thought I'd be on it. It was just buried in my heart somewhere. See, and I think oftentimes we, as people misunderstand the depth that trauma brings. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, my perspective, you know, mental health is at an all time high in terms of awareness, yeah. but I still believe that a lot of people just believe that they can brush things under the rug yeah. and they can be like, Oh, I, ex- maybe you can say I accepted what happened without realizing you haven't actually moved forward Bro. from it. And and like you don't and when you don't move forward from it, even in some aspects when you do, you don't realize how deep it affects you in different areas of your life. I could I could sum that up what you're saying right now. Talk Acceptance up. don't mean deliverance. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Boom. Acceptance don't mean deliverance, bro. It really doesn't. Yeah. Because people will, are literally walking around with trauma. And they, I hate to say, a lot of people justify 
their trauma or, or they justify their actions based on their trauma. Bruh, a lot because you and even I see that, that a lot online. Like I you see how that. people like I this I'm, I am my high I am was like, no, you you are high, who you are because you've been hurt a lot and you just keep, you know, hurting everybody else on your path to, of, of of destruction. Right. <laughs> Right. Seriously, though, like I'm just I, I'm because you're like you only understand our fragility end up putting people in the path of being the ramifications of our fragility. Woo. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of things that we that don't crazy, right? A lot of people that. don't understand that when we go through life fragile, we end up because fra- fragility, I'm gonna put it in this way. Fragility, it means something on you is near breaking. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Seriously. Or already broke. Because Ooh. you can have a sore and it makes your arm fragile. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Or you can have yeah. a, a, a fracture. Yep. yep. Fra- fragile. You know what I'm saying? Because the next time you hit a high pressure point on that specific area, boom. Broken. It's over. You know what I'm saying? But as humans, our hearts are fragile. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times we don't. Think about how our fragility causes us to react to everything around us, either good, bad, or indifferent in different ways. We'll end up just like somebody can be like, like for me, I didn't like touch. You know what I'm saying? I remember that was a fragile point for me. You know what I'm saying? But it caused my wife to feel unloved because touch is her high key. You know, you know what I'm saying? You want to know? You want to hear something crazy? Go ahead. Um, I'm on the other side, where there were points in my life where I feel like I couldn't speak up, mm. or I shouldn't. My wife's love language is verbal affirmation. Mm. Because at, there's a point in time where I was made to believe that my opinion didn't necessarily matter. <sighs> Over the Boy, grand I, scheme of things. I had a conversation with my coworker about that the other day. So now, like, between that and I happen to be more of a touch person. Yeah. I focus more on body language and all that. But yeah. then there was a point in time in my life where I was extremely verbal. And then all of a sudden, I wasn't. And something happened at that point in time that led me to believe that my thoughts and input no longer mattered. Mm. You know how, and, and there's something else I give. I, I want to give you that too. It's like a lot of times we end up people, you know, like you meet some people that they be like, I don't feel anything. I don't enjoy anything. Right. I don't like anything. Right. But they end up like that mm-hmm. because the things that you enjoy made other people mad. So you therefore start doing the things they Boom. love right. instead Boom. of doing things that you love. And therefore you go through the whole life living, you know what I'm saying? Without the absence of knowing with the absence of knowing what you truly love and like. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it makes it and it makes you fragile in a different way. It makes you fragile to the human experience because yep. you don't fully open up and expand the yep. way you should because mm-hmm. you have now allowed everything that you love, your dreams, hopes die. Yeah, you surrendered it for the sake of somebody else. Exactly. And now you have somebody who's 25, 26, dang near experiencing life for the first time. Yeah, a quarter life crisis. Right. Oof. You know what it, I'm saying? It, and God, and I mean, if you're lucky, it happens when you're 25, 26. Oh, hopefully. Because 
there are plenty of people where they're well into their thirties and forties and they're just then experiencing like, what do I actually mm-hmm. want to do? How do I want to do things? And it's just like these, all, all of these things that include the input of other people, they kind of build on the concept of fragility because unfortunately when you build on a foundation that's not your own, it's bound to fail. Yeah. It's it's a it's literally a matter of time. It's literally. You yeah. can't build on what I got going on. I can't build on what you got going on, Chris. I can't build yeah. on what you got going on, yeah. D. Like it's just it's just not how we're built because I'm built for me. Like God created me to be what I was supposed to be. Yeah. Not what Chris was supposed to be. So it's like I like I even have to find myself being careful because I'm a the kind of person I'm hyper ambitious. Yeah. I struggle. That's like the thorn in my flesh is being ambitious. That's what make that's what gives me my villain mentality sometimes. I have to struggle with not pushing that on others. I can see that. Because that's that's what I want. That's what I feel. That's how I see the world. And then I can't allow somebody who's as good hearted as Chris to start to think how I feel or push my thought process on him. You know, part of the reason why I think we're such good friends is because you're such an opposite to me. You know, I, I'm naturally just a bit of a villain mentality. And I'm just anti-hero. Which is exactly <laughs> right. why you mesh both you, with yeah, both of yeah, us. You yeah, right there in the middle. Yeah, yeah I'm like, right in the saying? middle. Because I'm like, hey, you know, if you want to blow the building up, I'm cool with that. You, but if you want to save the building, I'm cool with that. <laughs> right. How about we save the people, then blow up the building? Bam. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Compromise. Got exactly. the dynamite in the trunk. You're, op- <laughs> you're opposite and the same to both of us, which yeah. is why exactly it fits. And it's just like, yo, like you got to be able to recognize these things about yourself, but then also recognize these things about other people. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's because, so important, bro. And I and I feel like even like with your analogy, like if I were to fall into your way of thinking, like that, that in itself is a form of like, fr- like fragility. It is. Because I feel like Fragility, male or female, but in this case, we're talking about men, stems from the uncertainty of oneself. Oh, like yes. if, hey. if, if you're not certain in like who you are, like as a person or as a man, like you mentioned earlier, if you stand for nothing, you fall for anything. You fall for anything. So it's like you gonna go to the next. I don't know, male-led podcast that ain't us because we give you truth, facts. You be like, yeah, and, <laughs> and you just gonna be like, you know what? You right. Right, and then you try it, and you're like, "Wait a minute, this ain't work." And now you pissed off again. Exactly. <laughs> and now you back at square one. The like, world, don't, the world don't treat me right. Like, <laughs> <No, I'm talking, laughs> it ain't gonna never treat, treat you right. right. You but just pick ideas. You ain't got. You don't have any standard. You are a person of ideals. Exactly. That's it. And that's what make men fragile too. We we pick so many ideals, but we don't have the one that suits us. There are Whoa, there you know are there are a bunch of men of ideals, but not a lot of men of conviction. Bruh. 
Boy, you better say it because that, <laughs> hey, that's the point. That's what I'm saying. That, that is what I think that's what we all coming to saying. It's yeah. like we don't have any convictions over there. And I ain't talking about convictions in the tomfooling, which you think a certain bald head dude online say a lot. Oof. You know what I'm saying? Oof. But, oh no! You know what I'm saying, but I'm Oof. talking about because just like I tell people, a lot of people assign on to an identity when they life don't identify to that. Right? Like you, you, you Ooh. sign on, you act like you the one percent man when you the ninety percent. You know what I'm saying? Because just like like, hey man, some of y'all people, some of y'all men be going home smelling like burgers and shame and think you got on Tom Ford. Not You're burgers not, and shame. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You just clocked out at McDonald's and you talking about oh you need women need to treat me like the one percent. Sorry, my brother, I'm gonna have to tap your fragility. You are not that. And I've literally heard the perspective. You are not him. Yeah, of men. (laughs) Like I'll speak from more so from Atlanta. Like the basic. Like if you don't say it. Yeah, I'm gonna say if you make. Like forty thousand dollars, you literally make the median. Like you're in the middle, and that's not good. Like I'm just keeping a buck with you. That's not good if you make like forty thousand dollars in Atlanta. <laughs> if you make forty thousand dollars in some place like New now York, you made, if you make forty five thousand dollars in a, in Lincoln County, you pro- where I'm from, I was a you the man, man. right? <laughs> but in Atlanta, you you like you a basic bro, yeah. like you, you are a man. But it, then it's like. It'd be basic bros like that who make your little forty, forty-five thousand dollars a year who may think that that women owe them something. Or not not even just women, life. They don't life owes them because they don't because just think of it, they ain't humbling themselves in their own environment. Because a lot of people, a lot of those people don't even have the ambition or the dream or the hope or the work ethic to get to the place that's that they want to be. And that's the shameful part about right. that when you don't even have a dream or a plan to get somewhere. You just yelling from the, the, the person you want to get behind because guess what? You don't have so much hurt and so much tapping on that little fragile place on your body that you want to get behind somebody and say yeah or or you finally reach any single place of singular significance to you and then you try to make it seem like it's bigger than what it is yeah because you don't see the world past your own experiences is like as a martial artist i would see it as you don't see the world past your own fist as a sports person, I would say you don't see the world past your own jump shot. Yeah. Like you see your own experience and like this happens to be the peak of your experience. So therefore you expect the world to appreciate it as if it's the peak of theirs. And that's just not the case. It's not, bro. Because the thing that is like we as fragile as men can be. Because a lot of people won't say they are fragile because they don't want to, as we said in the it's previous It's not manly episode, to be fragile. We don't want to admit weakness. We don't want to submit to anything. Not even that. I, we don't even want to submit to the reality that we live. Hey, bro. You know That's what I'm wild. saying? Like That's a lot of times we ain't there yet. But we'll speak. But people like fake it till you make it. But what if you just Facts. keep on faking it and never make it? 
But if you just faking it and ain't got a plan to make it, you just out here faking the flies. Because I know some people that I don't see wore some Louis belts and they need a catalytic convert on that car. You know what I'm saying? Just being real because a lot of times, a lot of people just fake it just for the sake of faking it. Ain't got no plan. Because the thing of it is, when I talk to y'all, I hear your plan. Mm-hmm. You be like, hey, this is my starting point. I'm out here doing layups, but soon I'm going to be doing 360 behind the back dunks. You know what I'm saying? But you're doing the things in order to get there. Mm-hmm. And I can respect that because I see the work ethic. I see the love and stuff like that for what you are trying to get to. And that's the part of what a lot of people don't got. They always, they talking about they baking cake, but don't even got a pot or a flour to make the cake. You know what I'm saying? So if you're so fragile in life that you got to constantly hide yourself behind the facade of an oasis in the desert, a mirage, bro, you faking, you only faking yourself out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, when you go in the house and stay in that mirror, and you, all you see is who you are and where you ain't even trying to or going to be, you leave yourself open to the the the, the hits that the world may pass out. Facts. Because yeah. that's because that's folks don't have a healthy relationship with failure. Woo. <laughs> like, again, like, we're, we're trying to break down certain things or certain ideas that men have about words or certain things that are deemed as soft or whatever like that and understanding that these things are essential to the male experience yeah like and what you were talking about is like a lot of these dudes put on this facade because i'm like they don't want to show the world that they fail that they ain't got it right all the time Man. that they're not as strong as they seem yeah. like showing your weakness is probably the strongest thing that you can do that's it that's wild. I mean, it's real. I, I actually remember being in college, and I remember my professor telling us about an interview that she went through. And it was crazy because it was nuanced to me. And she said the question that she was asked was, tell us about a time that you failed. And she was just like, a time that I failed? I'm here to tell you about the times that I succeeded. Mm. And after she further understood, she realized like there was, there was purpose in learning about somebody after they failed. Yep. But in the time she was like, man, like I was struggling because I only came prepared to tell you about the times that I succeeded. I didn't come prepared to tell you about a time that I failed and I didn't have an answer. And that's really tough. And that already allows you to know that us as a society, we struggle with the importance of failure. Yep. How people accept failure, how we respond from failure yep. like all these things are so important to the growth and the lack of fragility of men you know like as a fragile man like failure is probably your best friend bro i'm trying to tell you because that's the only way you're gonna learn because it's like the people that eventually win had lost at one point yeah. in time. The, you know what the, I'm saying? That's what make the championship so much more worth it, especially to the person that just like, 
Ah, because people even like with Michael Jordan, they just try to make it sound like he only won. Like he so only went the six finals. Bruh. Like he he had six playoff runs, and that was it, bro. Nah, bro took that he joke. Was, that Detroit was his stop point. Nine, you know what I'm saying? Nine. That's what I'm saying. Nine years, bro. Michael Jordan was in the league before he won his first championship. Yeah, nine years. Yeah. So that's nine potentially first round exits, mid round, late round exits, whatever you want to break it up as. Yes, he fell nine times before he went six for six. That's he didn't it. just show up and go. Yeah, six for he six. didn't come in the league his rookie year and just was like, yeah, I went six times and I won six times. What nah, made bro, what made him special? What made him special was that. Amidst other people winning, he was still the talk of the town. Yeah. But he never stopped. Exactly. He was always doing what he did to get better. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, it's just like those first nine years, it's just like they scrapped. Yeah, they scrapped. Like people scrapped those first nine years. It's like y'all missing the beauty of the story. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And then they romanticize the six for six. Cause I'm like this man is still sure of who he is as a player. Exactly, and he start every time he lost, he was like, "I got to go figure out a better t- technique. I need yep. to go figure out something better." He because always adjusted. He always it, grew. Bro, he took off when he finally got with Tim Grover. It, well, who was it? Um, Phil Jackson talked to him and said, "What do you want to do? You want to score sixty every game, or you want to win?" Boom! And now all of a sudden, he has a system. That's what I'm saying. Like the thing of it is, just that then this the part that's why I keep telling people we keep talking about the the championships. We don't talk about the, the road to the championship. We don't talk about time people don't lost. We don't talk about the times, the struggle, the pain, the 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 tears, the years and the blood that has been spilt, wasted, moved along in order to get to that point. And we're not talking so, about the people he had to bring on too. So let's let's talk we're about not somebody. about the Pippins, the Rodmans, the Kukoch. Let's talk about somebody else. Let's talk <laughs> the about Curs. Let's, the talk the about, let's talk about Steph Curry instead. Yeah. Like his first few years, he was riddled with injuries. Yep. Weakest ankles in the game, they say. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember one of his last nah, biggest injuries. He got crossed up by Eric Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. I remember, I remember that. watching that. Yeah, and I, I remember that. Like, I was like, Eric yeah, Gordon? Like, bad. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Eric Gordon is nice. Yeah, yeah he nice. But he was also injury riddled. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So he could only give you really like 20 good minutes a night. Yeah. So at most, Eric Gordon was like a six man of the, of the year. Yeah. And that was like his peak. But he, if he never, if Eric Gordon never got injured, he was the premier short two guard in yeah. the NBA yeah. at 6'3". Yeah. So... He got crossed up by like Eric Gordon. He had to get like screws and stuff in his ankles and everything. And then when he popped in yeah. like 2014, yeah. I was like, I saw it. I saw it before. Bro, I this. saw it. I saw it at Davidson. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, he gonna be special if he can get stronger and he perseveres. Yeah. And and when he every year he got injured because I watched him since his freshman year, yeah. and I was just like, Curry's gonna be special. And then when they traded away Monte Ellis, we're not going to get into why they traded away Monte Boy. Ellis because I know why they traded away Monte Ellis. Um, but they traded away Monte Ellis. I was like, oh, it's Curry's team now. Mm-hmm. And then, But he just kept getting injured, even to the point where when his contract extension came, they didn't give him a max extension no, because he kept getting injured. injured. And then in 2000, what was it, 15 or 16, they won their first title. Yeah. 
and it was just like, oh my God, Steve Kerr came and it seemed like it was just Steve Kerr came and made it a thing. Nah. And even Steve Kerr said, they were like, what made, what was the, what was the, the thing that made Golden State a great defensive team? What did Steve Kerr say? He said, I didn't make Golden State a great defensive team. Mark Jackson did. Yeah. The coach who was before them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who lost to the Nuggets and the Clippers three years in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then the year they popped, they went all the way to the title and, and won it. And then they were in the finals for the next four years. They won two of them. Yeah. Or maybe maybe more. And they yeah. but they still only won two of them after that. They won three out of like Five, yeah. Because they won the first year, lost the second, and then with Kevin Durant, they won two in a row. And then they lost the final fifth year against um, Cleveland. Kawhi. Did it? Kawhi Kawhi Leonard. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's it. And after that, they were out of the finals for the next two years until this year. Yeah. So it's like. That team, I just like, bro, that Golden State team is just a team with perseverance and making the right choices to put people in the place. That but here's the thing. Here's the narrative that they use. That they use that you won four championships in six years. That's the narrative that they use. Yeah. They, but don't, they, they, but don't make a, they don't make it sound like it's a great thing. They just be like, ah, hey, it's all right, middle of the road. Exactly. But right. they <laughs> but they start the four years at the first year they won a championship. Exactly. They don't even talk about the years the before. before that. Yeah. Steph Curry was around two years before Klay Thompson. Yep. Did you realize that? Yeah, did you realize it? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, like yeah. fo- fo- folks weren't they weren't looking for the Warriors for quite some time. Yeah. Facts. The, the Warriors, we didn't even know the Warriors team was in California for real. Bro. Not really. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> like, like low keto. Why you playing? You I'm, know like, what I'm, I'm like, fo- folks weren't watching for Curry when he had but that buzz cut. But that show, that, but hey, but that showed you how not fragile Curry he was. was. Exactly. Then about that, when you Bruh. are not fragile, you can go through things like that and it not affect you. Yeah. It's kind of like what Kobe Bryant said. He was just like, when he won with Shaq, and then he was not winning, and then he won with Powell, and then they were not winning. He was just like, I'm good enough for you to watch me win a championship on the biggest stage. I'm good enough for you to watch me fail. Yeah, on that exact same stage mm-hmm. it was just like bro it's like he wasn't out here quote-unquote ring chasing like no disrespect some players may appear to be yeah he's just like i am in it for the long haul same reason why some people will respect dirk Nowinski's one ring yeah. in 20 years yeah more than no disrespect lebron's four rings <laughs> Bro, they won with on like four different teams. Well, they three, won with but a still. nigga like Terry, bro. Terry, I Jason was, Terry. Jason I Terry, ran into bro. him like in person yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah. I thought it was crazy. I was in the Twilight Zone. I bro, didn't. Hey, but Jason Terry was working people that whole file. I, I, I hey, bro, bro, dogging him. Y'all better put some respect on Jason Terry. Y'all better day, respect bro. that boy. I know Terry. he wasn't the more, more perennial, most a wow factor guard you've seen. He got but, it done, but he gonna give you buckets. It, you know what's wild? Yeah, I'll give you two pieces, like because. The Heat won their first championship in 06 against who? The Mavericks. Yeah. They lost in 2011 against who? The, the Mavericks. Mavericks. That was Dirk Nowitzki's one championship. Yep. Now, guess then, then then it was crazy because um Ray Allen had 
uh, I don't know if this was changed, but he had the most threes in a finals. Yeah. And then guess who I think has it? I Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Danny Green has the most threes in a finals appearance. And guess who they won against? The Heat with LeBron James and, and uh, Ray Allen. Yeah. The second time they met the Spurs in the finals yeah. on LeBron James' fourth year in the Heat before he left to come back to the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's just funny how things like that work yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Where the year before it was Ray Allen who held the yeah, record, yeah. and then the year after it was Danny Green. Granted, Danny Green was a three and D specialist, so the only shots he took was a three point shot. Bro, I'm gonna tell you that 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 bro, Danny Green was killing in that finals, bro. Like he Pick made people apart, bro. I'm talking about he was, bro. I was just like, bro. I was like, because even when I started looking at Curry, I was like, Danny Green was actually Steph Curry before Steph Curry was Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody trying to be Steph Curry. Yeah, but then everybody tries that. I say because that whole that, that that whole year and that whole run, Danny, Danny Green was, was that dude, Green, bro. Was dropping them joints. Danny yeah. Green was killing from the three point line, bro. They, but I mean, if you know how the Spurs play, they had a system. When you have a player hey, man, as talented pop, as Tony Parker, Tim Duncan. Manu Ginobili, who Manu Ginobili, bro, Manu Ginobili was the man. Bro. He I don't, is, they don't put bro, no they don't they don't put no they, respect they on Ginobili's name, bro. Because uh, eventually Ginobili, after old age, he became like I think he became like six man. Yeah, bro could have been, but he uh, was the best a first or second option on most bro, teams. Bro. He was he was the, like the, the third option on the freaking Spurs. The freaking behind Tim Duncan, Tony yeah. Barker, depending on when you picked up. David Robinson, yeah, the freaking left hand assassin, bro. Bro, I'm trying to tell you, the left hand you. assassin. Yeah, but I all know, these I things know we went off on a tangent on y'all. We, we did, did. A little bit. <laughs> but it all makes sense though. But it all speaks into the concept of like you have to be strong within yourself because in the right time, everybody's strength was shown. Yep, it's gonna you gonna pop. You have to be you, but you gotta be you gotta be solid enough within yourself to operate in your season of failures as well as your season of success. Boom, that's it. I couldn't have said it better myself. I about to say, I'm the poet. It. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. Hey man, I hope y'all learned something from this. You know what I'm saying? We just trying to be out here and we trying to promote healthy manhood as we are. This is what podcast is about. Yep, seriously. Yes, man. Uh, we gonna we gonna point out the problem, but we also gonna try our best to give y'all some tools to solve them. Mm-hmm. I ain't saying sure. one shoe fit all. A hey, try different shoes on and find your way. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Be ready to do the work. Be ready to face your past failures. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because the thing of it is, your past failures can become your strengths. Oh my yes, and can yes. bring you to the forefront and bring you to the the stage of your championship in your life, which is the success of the dream, the, the dreams, the faith that you had in the dreams and the things that you hoped for could come to you if you only face them past failure demons. Because right. the thing, Lynn, a lot of times we don't understand on this in this race of life, this marathon, we only get tripped up by ourselves and the way we react to things through that yep. pain that we never face. And right. we were like, man, why I keep hitting this same thing? And I I posted on the internet a while back. I said, you either uh live and learn or you continue to relearn or you continue what I said. 
you either live to learn or you continue to relive relive what you should have learned. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's so true. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, that's that's life. And that's why we don't reach the peaks of the, the pinnacles of the mountains that we are supposed to face. Because all we do is continue to run around them. But when you don't get to the mountaintop, you don't actually see where you're supposed to go. That's yeah. right. So, and in, in kind of impairing to that, it's like life either happens to you or you happen to life. That's yep. it. And like you gotta actually believe that, you know, like yeah. thing life will happen to you a certain percentage of the time, but you have to make a point to happen. Like you have to be the X factor. The buck has to stop with you. You have to be the deciding factor at some point in time. And if you are not the deciding factor, then there's a good chance that that's a problem. Yeah. Like you have to determine seeing your problem is not enough, but understanding that the solution is always way more simple than you think it is. Yep. For instance, you want to make, you want to live, you want to work in a certain department or field. So you have to work to get qualified for it. Yeah. What, so now you have to understand what does it take to get qualified? Does it take me going to school? Is that practical? Is that realistic? Does it take a certification? Is that practical? Is that realistic? Or does it take networking? Is that practical? Is that realistic? And you have to start asking the same questions everywhere it applies. And eventually, when you start asking enough questions, the answer will reveal itself. Like I personally, I want to be an entrepreneur. And I realized what I needed, I needed to be in a sales position because it's something that I simply need to experience. Mm -hmm. I experienced sales when I was like 21 working at Macy's, but that's not the same being 34 trying to make a life for not only myself, but my family. Yeah. It's a completely different game, and I'm a completely different person now than when I was 21, 13 years ago. So I approach life differently. I approach everything differently, and I have to take those things with me and learn where I need to learn and understand that, like, hey, certain things may lead to different things. God has put things on your heart for a reason. And it is on you to figure out why. Yeah. And when they reveal themselves, it's crazy when something is put on your heart just for it to go away. Mm. And But when it goes away, something else will be revealed. It is on you to have the sight and the willingness to receive, to accept those things. Yeah. And then to continue to move forward from there. Like, guys, we, we got to keep growing. We got to keep moving we got to keep doing what we're supposed to be doing. But if you are not paying attention, you will miss the blessings that pass you and you will miss them days at a time. The last thing you want is for God to set you up for a work and you're not paying attention enough to fulfill it. Boy. Or the last thing you want is for God to set you up for work and you're not prepared for it when you come face to face with it 
Because I've been in that place where an opportunity is right in front of me and I'm not qualified for it. Yeah. You know why I wasn't qualified for it? Because I didn't take life seriously enough. Yeah. Man. So you, like, the the avenue to success is different for everybody, man or woman and person to person. But we all have to pay attention and be proactive. Yeah. If you're not being proactive... You are reacting to life, and life is happening to you as opposed to you happening to life. That's it. Agreed. Anything left you got, Chris? Uh, let me dig in that Rolodex real quick. Hold on. <laughs> no, um, I'm, I'm, I think it's, it's really just like kind of like a, a reiteration of something I said earlier. Like, you, there's a certain confidence you have to have within yourself um, to navigate the ups and downs of this life. Um, because not everything is always going to be the mountaintop experiences. Like your manhood has to be strong enough to deal with those like valley lows because they're going to come regardless. There are going to be people that don't agree with you. There are going to be people that aren't going to always have the highest things to say about you. But if one, you understand or have a healthy understanding of masculinity, you can wrap your identity around that. Oh boy. And despite what people may say or what they may think, yeah. you're understanding that, yo, this is how it is for me. You ain't got to agree with it, which is cool. But my feelings, my emotions aren't tied around your opinions. Boy. Like I, I understand what this, what this is for me. I know the season that I am in. Tell. I appreciate what you're saying. Yes, sir. But this is where I, where I where I'm at with it. Yeah. So appreciate you. Thank you. But this this is me. So be be confident in who you are. Be confident in your healthy. I repeat, your healthy masculinity. Hey, hey go out healthy. into this world and prosper. Yeah. I say talk. one more thing. Talk about. Don't it. let life. Don't let the that life punk you. Into feeling the emotion that is not valid, right? In order for you to get to the place that life trying to keep you from. Actual factuals. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that shows your fragility. Because every time, because life is gonna happen. It always will. It, it always will does. happen at the worst times. Exactly. Yeah, worst but times. the thing of it is, you can't let your past traumas punk you out of processing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, I. I I'm gonna I'm gonna use you a little bit, Armani. Oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because even like with some of the things that don't came to you at the worst possible time, yeah, you will be so you will you will admit what it is and how it make you feel, but you be like, hey man, I gotta do what I gotta do. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't just go off the rails because these things keep happening because my family need me. Facts. You know what I'm saying? That right there is showing that, hey, I'm strong enough to handle what life going to dish out to me. Yeah, it, it going to make me feel a type of way, but it ain't going to make me stop living. It ain't going to keep me from executing what I need to execute in order to get to the place that I'm trying to get. Because even with this now new position you have now, bro, that, I feel like that's just showed that, God of the universe 
that your integrity is true. Mm. Yep. And that the things that you want to get to in your entrepreneurial endeavors are going to be amazing because of that. Because even right now, in the new sales position year, you're going to get tools that going to validate you for the next level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what defeating and tending to your tr- fragility gets you. It gets you success. It ain't going to get you away from your obstacle because I tell people to stop praying that your obstacles be, get removed because if they get removed, you ain't going to never learn nothing. Mm-hmm. You won't never be anything. Of, you won't never be a person of character because you won't go through anything. And if everything just come to you, you're going to be a rotten person to the core because you won't have an empathetic or compassionate bone in your body to be able to say, oh, people have bad experiences and life happens. I need to empathize and give them words of encouragement. Yep. But if you don't have any obstacles, if you just say it sucks to suck. You know what I'm saying? So stand in your gap. Keep to your obstacle your, your obstacle course because that's what life is. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I stopped saying it's a path. It's an obstacle course, bro, because there's obstacles on this course. People keep trying to tell you like you walking down a trail and just stuff just pop out. No, it's an obstacle course. You got Facts. things you got to climb over. You oh got mud gosh. and barbed wire you got to climb up under. You're going to get shot at. People going to chase you. Welcome to the Spartan race. Welcome. Seriously. <laughs> and take it to your heart to say, boy, but when you get to the place that you want to get and you succeed, you got something to be proud of. Yeah. Facts. Because that's what could have stopped you, and it do stop most. Enjoy the yes. journey. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's it. Yep. That's it. I'll, and, uh, and on top of that, I'll leave you with this, uh, which goes directly into what you were saying. Um, one of my favorite proverbs is that obstacles are not blocking your path they are a part of your path that's it Mm. that's it you have to accept the good with the bad man it is meant for you to grow except the sunshine with the rain because they're both essential for growth thank you guys for joining us with this episode on the men's apartment Um, like, share, subscribe. We're on Facebook, uh, IG. Uh, we talk crap on Twitter, but we do it individually. Yeah. Um, hit us yeah. up on email, uh, yeah. men's department, 007 at gmail.com. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Give us feedback, all that. We are happy to talk back to you. Yeah. Thank you. In the meantime, keep talking that talk. Keep talking that talk. We the men's part. We don't play that. Peace, love, Peace. And chicken grease. Pimps up. Nah, right. just get that. <laughs> 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 we out.